The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 22nd chapter. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. They said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters. And tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room, furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The book of Hebrews tells us, We who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. As we gather tonight to gaze into the window of the upper room, we think about what anchors us in the face of trouble and anguish. Soon the disciples would be watching from a distance, from outside, and they would languish over what would befall Jesus. Soon, their calm hearts would experience fear, loneliness, and deep loss. Imagine how comforting it must have been to have been with Jesus for a few years as he healed the sick, raised the dead, forgave sinners, and taught a new way of living. Holiness and goodness were so close, they could touch it and grab on to Jesus, as St. John tells us in his epistle. But soon, the sense of loss would be so deep that they would feel vulnerable and on the outside, as they wandered and sought peace, love, joy, hope, and all things holy as they navigated a cruel world. 
Perhaps the disciples wondered how their lives could continue to have such deep meaning without Jesus in their midst. What would become of them? Soon after Christ's passion, Peter would decide to go back to his old trade of fishing. Maybe Peter felt that without Jesus, his life would be mundane, difficult, and common. Without Jesus, maybe Peter felt aimless. But so long as Jesus was around, life seemed so different. But without him, well, maybe life seemed a bit hollow. Adam and Eve must have felt much the same way as the Lord gently expelled them from the Garden of Eden. I wonder, did they look back as they left? What fear and thirst must they have felt if they looked back to see the angel with a fiery sword guarding the entrance of the garden to keep them away from the tree of life? What would life be like without the familiar garden and the holy tree? Outside, they would wander about and seek the Lord's help away from the holiness they had experienced. People often experience the same feeling spiritually today. The way our sins and our losses make us feel are similar. Sin's darkness and the hollowness caused by the world's vices leave our souls feeling thirsty, alone, and sometimes far away from our Savior. Like Adam and Eve and the disciples... We want back in. The vast world is full of danger for the soul. We desperately need the presence of Jesus. The Greeks say to Philip what we feel in our own hearts. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. He is that holy anchor that makes everything right. We want what the Lord offers, a holy life with peace and joy. We want the gentle hope that we have heard and seen and felt before. In the ancient church, Maundy Thursday was a time for people who had been thrust outside of the Lord's grace because of grave sin. They were on the outside and they were called penitents. On this night, or on this day, the penitents would stand outside the church doors, barefoot and prostrated on the ground with unlit candles in their hands. Two deacons would approach with with candles to light the candles for the penitents as they sang, As the Lord lives... I do not desire the death of the sinner, but that he be converted and live. The candles would then be extinguished. Then a little bit later, two more deacons would come with candles lit. As they lit the penitent's candles a second time, they would sing, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Then the candles would be extinguished again. Finally, at the singing of the Agnus Dei in the divine service, the bishop would send a senior deacon with a large flaming candle. He would greet them, saying, Lift up your heads. Behold, your redemption is at hand. And he would light their candles. Finally, the bishop would walk to the back of the church to the doors. After preaching a short homily to them, he would take one of the penitents by the hand. The next in line takes hold of him, and so on, as they form a chain with the bishop at the head. The bishop then leads the penitents from outside the church door toward the altar and the Eucharist. The mercy of Jesus is the way to get back in from outside. The Eucharist is for the weak and the thirsty. We have our sins and we confess them. St. Peter speaks from experience and he says it best. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Jesus, the shepherd and bishop of your souls, draws near as your candle is lit by the everlasting flame of the Holy Spirit. Jesus comes to the door of the church, takes you by the hand, and gently leads you in to his altar, to his Eucharist. As you eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus, the Lord, your anchor, does his careful work as he shapes you and cheers your souls. This Holy Eucharist orders the church's life in grace and love. It brings calm in a chaotic world, and it brings hope to distressed souls. You are not left outside. Instead, you are invited in where it is warm and quiet with words of benediction. And as you hear the words, take eat, take drink, this is my body and blood, you hear the words of your attentive Savior who renews your life. Everything is prepared and in order as an anchor. Jesus has removed the angel with sword guarding the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of life, and you are the new creation in his love. Jesus walks you into his holy garden, and you drink the eternal joys and hopes of paradise once lost and redeemed by his cross. In the holy name of Jesus.